and then like they and the, like they're all bedding down for the night later mm-hmm. and the lamp says to the toaster like so what's oh up god. with you being so nice to the oh, blanket my god i know this and part. it's like it's like the lamp just literally doesn't understand like kindness or like right <laughs> like there's some fundamental like I do, like, I always thought that the toaster was kind of, like, looking out for the blanket at all times. Yeah, because he's, like, a baby. He's just a baby. And it's, like, the lamp implies that he didn't used to be nice to him, and now he is. So, I'm, like, what, mm-hmm. the, the toaster was just, like, a fucking jerk? Like, what? Right, like, this poor tiny baby blanket, even though he's so annoying, I can understand. He's a baby. But he's an entire baby. Um, But then... I was like, what? This the whole song and the whole description that the toaster had was um confusing a little bit. And then I was like, are they dating now? <laughs> What's going on? I'm confused. Wait, wait, the toaster and the and the blanket. Yeah. Cause well, I yeah, guess the blanket it's... could insert himself in the toaster's holes pretty easily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, but we just said the blanket's a baby, so that's... (laughs) So then it's fucking weird. Yeah, but that's not cool. It's description... There was this weird implication of, like, it's weird that you care about the blanket so much. Side-eye, side-eye. And he's like, oh, it just feels really good. Yeah. And And then the lamp compares it to when the master gave him a new bulb. Oh, yes. And the... Toaster said, it's like being next to a new loaf of bread. <laughs> it's really cute. And the lamp was like, what? I don't get it. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. And then they all start fetishizing about the master again. Yeah, because they're super into the master. Um, yes. And they that call him the master, and that's weird also. Right. I said, are they all horny for the master? Because that's just like what it feels like. Maybe. I don't they're know. going to be touched by the master. I don't know. Yeah, something weird. And then, because it wasn't weird enough, because this film was not weird enough, the toaster has a dream. Oh, God. It is a nightmare. And it features a, I have written down here, a satanic firefighter clown armed with a hose and a fork. That's great. All I could manage to get down was this terrible dream. The clown. (laughs) Very poorly written. <laughs> no, he's like a firefighter satanic clown. And then it zooms in like on the close-up of the clown's face. And mm-hmm. he just says, run. Yeah, what is that? Like, That's why is this so unnecessarily scary? Horrifying. Like, so fucking horrifying. And it's like, this is a children's movie. Yeah. This is lots, like, everyone thinks that everyone is afraid of clowns because of the movie It. No, it's because of the brave little toaster. Mm-hmm. That was unnecessary mm-hmm. and rude, uncalled yeah. for. Yeah, absolutely. That is no Jesus clown. No, that's not that's a ministry a clown. Devil clown. It's a devil clown. He's got devil horns. <laughs> we don't want him. No way. And then the dream ends when he, the toaster falls in a bathtub and, and like there's like a big electric. Right. And then it turns out that he's in a thunderstorm. But it's like he dreams about being killed. Like it's it's really More like murder, up. right? <laughs> More murder, Jesus. So he wakes up, and then um, there's a big storm, and the blanket blows away, and the battery's dead, and it's like, oh no, things are very bad. And the lamp 
This is like, <laughs> this is some fucking character arc growth shit that's happening. The lamp sees the battery is dead and you see him kind of put this together. He plugs into the battery and then he hops up as high as he can go and like reaches up to the sky and gets himself struck by lightning to recharge the battery. He like, oh, like as of see, the night before, <laughs> he didn't even know like why you would bother to be nice to somebody. And then like, <laughs> it's like in this moment, he's like, oh, this is how I feel about my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I will sacrifice myself to help them complete this journey. Which makes me have another question as to what have they been doing these past few years that they've been by themselves, just being assholes to each other? Right? Like, it's, like, were they just, like, all dicks and, like... Right. Or maybe, I mean, maybe they just never were put in the situation where they needed to be friendly. Yeah. But I was, like, I thought you guys were friends. And now it seems like you're just figuring out that you're friends. cooperative. You know what I mean? Like, like they they build the tower to look for the car together and they clean the house every day. Like, Mm -hmm. they, yeah, they seem to have relationships. Mm-hmm. yeah but maybe they're just figuring out how to be closer maybe they I don't know maybe they were cohesive because they were all after the same thing but they all individually wanted for themselves the same thing and now they're figuring out how to help each other get the same thing yeah does that so make I, sense yeah so I want to say this is this is the first self-sacrifice of the movie, but it is not mm-hmm. the last. There are more coming. Mm-hmm. But I guess we can get to them when we get to them. Unless we want to talk um, about them all in a row. Uh, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. My notes get a little, get a little fuzzy. confusing for me. <laughs> well, the next thing um, I have down is that the vacuum, um, Kirby... Has uh-huh. a nervous breakdown. He like sees uh-huh. the water. Oh, fall, he does. And he kind of flips his shit. He tries to eat his own cord. Uh-huh. He's like really like. Oh yeah, that's out. kind of funny. I thought that was a really funny way to have a meltdown. <laughs> but first, wait, I have to pause because I have to give a shout out to the lamp after he sacrificed himself. Oh. He said, "I am feeling a little burnt out," <laughs> and oh, I thought yeah. that was fucking funny. That's a cute I was line. like. He's got puns. He's here. We love him. I this love is a him. great I movie. Think he's my favorite. Yeah, I think he's the funniest one. Yeah, he's so cute. He's like kind of dumb, um, but like in a cute way. Right. Do you think that this lamp inspired the Pixar lamp? Yes, I think this whole entire movie inspired Pixar in general. Oh yeah. I bet I you wonder. could name any movie, and I'll be like. Okay, let's see. I bet we can relate it somehow. To the brave In some way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be something we talk about in the future. Yeah. Um, so then the they kind of, like, help Kirby recover, and they figure out a plan to get over the gorge. Which, why are they by a fucking gorge with a waterfall on their way into town? Like, this seems so exciting. Oh, my God. This also. journey is but, wild. But, like, whatever. We'll just accept it, right? I but, feel like they could have gone around, like, an easier yeah, way. Yeah, like, they this was the best they could do is this plan. So then the toaster also like freaks out. Mm-hmm. And then they all they all fall down into the waterfall except Kirby. And then Kirby like slowly just backs away from the mm-hmm. edge. And like you're it's kind of like, well now what? And like he's he's there's just like a, once he's out of frame, it's like you don't see or hear anything for like a little bit too long. And you're like, oh man. 
did he just fucking split? Uh-huh. And then it's it's a fucking jump scare. He uh-huh. suddenly is like comes roaring and flying into the frame because he's flung himself off the cliff into the water after his friends. So it's like he just had a complete breakdown. His friends helped him. And like then he watched his other friend have a breakdown. And it's like he finally gets it that they're always there for him. And like he has to be there for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to give Kirby another shout out. Um, I think he made the most growth throughout this. Yeah. Also, oh, which yeah. reminds me, have you seen Too Hot to Handle? No, I haven't. Because yet. okay, that's definitely still a podcast episode oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. or like no, twelve sure. in the future. So we can't. Yeah. But anyways, um when the storm happened and Blanket flew away and got stuck high in a tree, Kirby went up there to save Blanket without a thought. He just said, Here is my cord that is now times longer than normal. Yeah, throws it over the branch. Right, it was long as fuck. Somehow vacuums himself up to this very tall branch without it breaking, saves the blanket, comes back down. But he is definitely the one most annoyed with blanket, but without oh, yeah. a thought. He said, cord, grow. Yeah. Here you go. And I I go. And now we go back down. So he's already like making progress. And then this was definitely less like, all right, we got to just hope that I'm going to save my friends. And we jump into this waterfall river situation. All right. And now we continue. Yeah. Like that was, it's huge. It's really yeah. amazing. So it's He's like now, hero. now we have these two characters having learned their lessons of like self-sacrifice and like love, like for their friends. Um, and then like my next note is just, there's so much peril um because they're like law they've so they got out of the fucking river and now they're just lost and then they get sucked into fucking quicksand um right and it's just like it's fucking quicksand are you kidding me but also there's this weird implication like it's like do they need to breathe because like okay in the last scene when they were in the river the toaster was underwater and his cheeks were bulged out like he was holding his breath and i'm just like right do the appliances (laughs) have to breathe I mean, in real life, no, but in this movie, I guess it would make sense. That's kind of weird. If Um, you're, like, a young child trying to identify as a toaster, (laughs) like, trying to not identify, trying to relate with the toaster, you might be like, oh, he's underwater, like, I don't know. Uh, next next important quote, when they're getting sucked into the quicksand, the Blanky is going in ahead of the toaster because they're like all tied together. And the toaster is like, Blanky, can you feel your cord? Try to untie yourself. And Blanky looks at toaster and says, I'm not scared. As he like <laughs> gets pulled under and it's like, well, the Blanky's not afraid of death. What does that mean? Like what? I'm not scared. That's, that's a little bit terrifying. <laughs> but then... Then they are saved from the quicksand by a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I do think that this is where my quicksand fear began. Yeah. You know how we all are afraid of yeah. quicksand? Yeah. I think this is the movie for me. When like- I was a kid, we had a board game that was, I forget if it was called quicksand. I think it was. But it was like you had your little character and he was built out of little 
like light like the pieces were in little layers so it was like the shoes the legs the torso the head the hat and so it's like if you landed on a quicksand space you had to lose like the bottom piece Mm-hmm. And so, like, as long as you had, like, at least your little hat, like, you could still, like, move. But, like, like it's, like, the, the guys were, like, shrink, sh- 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 sinking into the quicksand. I don't remember how. I, I wish we still had it. It's probably a hoot. That's. Wait, what is it called? I think it was just called quicksand. Wow. You have the most interesting games. We had a lot of weirdo kids board games like that. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, so quicksand. A yeah. Trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they're saved by this guy, and you're like, yay. And he takes them back to his little shop, and then there's, like, all these other appliances there, and they look a little messed up. And again, to mm-hmm. compare this to Toy Story, this is totally like Sid's room. It is. Like exactly. The same thing. Exactly. Um, Can we take a brief side moment? I'm doing a lot of hand gestures today. Yeah. Um, I wish that we had a YouTube video. Um, I'm drinking tequila, so that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Weed wild today. Um, Amazing. Anyways, (laughs) um, monster trucks. This serial killer pulls up in a monster truck. The weird truck. How weird are monster trucks? Yeah. What are those? And they're and, allowed and they're to not just exactly roam free? Like a good thing to like not draw attention to yourself, you know? A hundred percent. When I was a kid, I used to go to monster truck shows. I feel like I have been to one. And if I haven't, maybe I either watched it on TV or I just was like very aware. And I used to think that they were cool. You know, you'd see one in the street and you're like, yeah, oh, they're they're a monster yeah, truck. You know, they drive over the row of cars. Uh-huh. But now I think about it and I'm confused as to, I mean, I can understand in like a show since like, oh, I have this monster truck, but they were just allowed in the street regularly. Yeah. I don't feel like that was a thing. I feel like I would see to. them. In I think the they highways. have to be just in the show. I would see monster trucks <laughs> in the street. This must be an island thing. Maybe. They might not have been, like, the most monstery, but they were definitely monster trucks. Like, significant. Like, ginormous wheels, outrageous painting. <laughs> just a mess. That's crazy. What an era. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, our serial killer. Yeah, so he has all these other appliances. And then some guy in the front is like, oh, I want a blender motor. And so he puts the blender's hiding from him and he finds he it. And the blender's like blender. shaking. And then he puts the blender like in like a, a clamp and he like takes it apart. And there's, like, stuff snapping. And then it keeps showing the other appliances looking, like, horrified and, like, gagging. Like, really, like, sick from, like, the horror they're witnessing. And then mm-hmm. he, like, takes the motor out to sell to the guy. And it's just, like, first of all, that's the second character to die uh, in the Right. Movie. Second character to die. Is that the second or third? Oh, my Was God. there another one? Was it? Or was it? Oh, there was the flower. Yeah, that's right. And there's yeah, been, like, third. ideas of 
death for the toaster. Yeah, and the toaster is had a dream about dying. So like mm-hmm. very fucking violent. Um, and so then they're all like, "Oh fuck, we gotta get the fuck out of here. This is bad news." But then the guy comes back because because the guy was like, "Oh, I want some radio tubes." And so now they've really got to get out of there because uh-huh. he's gonna take the he's gonna the radio gonna radio. Oh, and also there's a whole song sequence in this scene um, where all the it's very scary. Too. It's like a movie. It's it's a B movie show. Uh huh. Um, there's a drag lamp for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was, I'm really honestly impressed by. I feel like that was really, like, that was fairly progressive. They probably could have, like, portrayed him better. Um, but I feel like for that time, that's probably, I don't know, maybe good, maybe not. I don't know, um, I think so. I think it's kind of good. Right. Also, the guy, I don't know his name, but Serial Killer Man definitely reminds me of Al in Toy Story 2. Oh, and Al's yeah. toy barn. Mm-hmm. Al's toy barn. Al's, and that, I mean, Al. there's totally the thing where, like, the villain is fat. It's like, oh, come right. on, man. And his diet is terrible. He just, like, eats marshmallows. He did just literally eat a handful of marshmallows. Um, Which so I did want to point that out. Which stereotypes about, like, fat people. It's like, oh, right. come on, man. Right. We get it. He's, he's a terrible guy. He is mauling little machines in the back. But I guess he probably doesn't know they're alive. In fairness. Right. And in all fairness, he doesn't know. Yeah. That they are alive. He's just trying to make a dollar. My next notes kind of jump ahead. Um, Uh But basically, they, like, they get to the city. They escape. They get to the city. They find his apartment. And then, just as they're going into town, the master, who is all grown up and going to college is on his way out to the cottage with his friend, I, it seems significant other, to get the thing. So, like, this thing they have been waiting for all this time is actually going to happen. And right. And they have, like, missed it. Right. Which feels very, like, on point. Yeah. For this kind of movie. That's, like, that's you've been waiting, movie. you've been waiting, you decide to leave, and now the master is finally returning. And yeah. you're not there. But they do make it, how do, I can't remember, they make it to his house somehow. Oh, they find his address, right? Yeah, in the phone book. Phone they find his address in the, in, yeah, phone book. And they go back and the appliances, like literally every appliance is so fucking obsessed with this master. Yeah. <laughs> the young boy master like, who is no now way, no one 18. And they're like, we're new and fancy appliances. We're the latest technology. This is Uh 1987. So, like, there's a computer, but there's no internet. Um, Right. And there's no, like, cell phones. Like, there's no smartphones. There's no, like, like, it's like, look at this cassette stereo karaoke machine. Yeah. Wow. And it's <laughs> also it's things like it's just a bunch of lamps at this point. And it's like you're a different colored lamp. You're not well, yeah, the one really literally just special. Looks like a chill ass lamp. Like yeah. he doesn't look like he's anything cool. No. Like there is a lamp that looks cool. And then there's like a sewing machine and like a toaster oven. And it's like just the idea that these were like the latest technology is just like <laughs> what? Right. Confusing. Yeah. And kind of funny. So that's kind um, of funny. But I don't, I come back at this part in the movie because 
is foil the original appliances and they fuck them up um in one way or another oh there's the tv the oh the tv is so like the cute. only one they know like the yeah old the guy in it talking he is really cute it is cute um but like these appliances they want to go to school with the master but there's a whole ass mom to take care of and touch these appliances and they so don't I'm care so, about her so confused they why they only the want the master yeah so that's he must weird. have such a good touch it's so weird, yeah. Not too hard, not too soft. I yeah, don't know. something. I mean, I guess it's like there, he is depicted as like genuinely caring about these objects and like valuing them. Mm-hmm. Like she, like you know, the the woman like has these things, but she's literally like, you can just take them if you want. I'll mm-hmm. just get new ones. I we just left that stuff at the cottage. We didn't care about it. We just got all new stuff. Like I think there is something about the way the master like values the usefulness of the object. Yeah, that makes that, sense. like they sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, like when like the and this is the part we mentioned it earlier when like he gets to the cottage, he's really upset that it looks like it's all wrecked because of all their stupid escape attempts. Right. And he like cleans it all up and puts everything away, and he fixes the air conditioner. He does it's like, such a like and he like turns on and he makes moment. sure it works, even though they're selling the cottage and like he's leaving, and then like the air conditioner comes too, and like is like staring in shock that the master's here and then he like tears up like he's gonna cry and it's, it's just, like, really so sweet it's really sweet and touching so actually we only have two deaths the air conditioner did not die although it really seemed he resurrected he yeah. is the lord he's the lord yeah the lord and savior yeah so like there's so many grown-up themes of like you know the self-sacrifice and the like 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 appreciating and loving your friends and like anti-consumerism i feel like mm-hmm. so yeah. now our objects got literally put in the dump by the new literally they literally put them in the dump and so they were thrown in a dumpster they were taken to the city dump and there's a big creepy metal magnet that picks up the stuff and puts it on the conveyor belt to be smashed that's like a living um thing right so he's like looking for yeah. them and he's like really super creepy he's kind of and, an asshole yeah and then there's all these cars and all these cars sing this song called worthless about like the lives that yes. they lived and how now they there's nothing left for them and they have nothing left to offer and they're terrified of death and then they are crushed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's there's it's like a, there's like a dozen deaths in this scene like it's literally we're just watching cars die like <laughs> yeah I did just put LOL song at junkyard. Yeah, yeah, just like whoop. Okay, so mean. So this song is happening, and the appliances are being confronted with their own mortality, basically. And meanwhile, the kid, the guy in the TV, is trying to get him to go to the dump and get the appliances because he knows that's where they are. And so he's pretending like it's an ad for like this fan, this great store, and he's like oh, you don't want to go to this other place because, like, it's the stuff there is carcinogenic. The rats have big tumors. We got pictures, and you don't want to see them. <laughs> so he pulls the pictures out of a filing cabinet and kind of tosses them, and you see the one for a second, and it's just, like, a topless woman. Like, she has pasties on. But it's just, like, Wait, I don't line, remember this. Yeah, of, like, a topless woman with, like, star-shaped <laughs> pasties. And it's just like, what? Heck yeah. Get it, girl. I How did I miss that? <laughs> Look, look, watch this scene where the TV guy is, like, trying to get them to go to the dump. And there's, like, a part where he, like, walks over to a filing cabinet and takes out a bunch of papers and tosses them. It's in that one. 
Okay. I will re- rewatch because this feels important. Yeah, it's really funny. What a mess. Um, yeah, but God bless that TV. Oh, yeah. He knows, he knows who his friends like an, are. He's like the OG, yeah. Like, he's like, I don't, these new appliances are mean and shitty. Um, and I'm I'm here for you. Because obviously he's not like a new TV. Like the old wooden box guy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they still have that. They have right. They didn't couldn't upgrade their TV. Yeah. They feel like, I feel, oh, God, it's hard to talk all the time. But I feel like if you have two homes, you can afford a new TV. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. But whatever. So they do finally go to the junkyard. He finds the things. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. The metal guy picks up the stuff while he's holding it. And so he ends up holding onto it and getting pulled up Mm -hmm. into the sky and dropped on the conveyor belt. The toaster is the only one that gets away somehow. And then he's like. He has he kamikazes himself. Like, big pieces of metal on him like he can't move. And then, yes, this, the ultimate self-sacrifice. And it's funny because I feel like you didn't see, like, the lamp didn't seem to debate very much at all. Like, he just kind of saw the opportunity and did it. Kirby, like, went off screen for, like, a few seconds too long. And you had this thought of, like, oh, is he psyching himself up? Is he uh-huh. trying to, like, talk himself into doing this? The toaster, we see him agonize, like watching the master about to be crushed in a horrible death. Um, and his hand's going to get crushed like before his head is. So like he will feel so much pain mm-hmm. um, or jump into the gears, jamming the machine and like be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he does it. He flings himself into the gears. If you watch the scene, it doesn't feel like he left enough time. Like it's not like the kid's right. not dead. Right. But the kid's not dead. You know, he does the thing. And then, like, immediately the kid, like, gets up and gets off the conveyor belt. And it's like, wait, I thought you couldn't move because of the heavy metal. Like, why didn't you get up? Like, <laughs> you made right. the toaster also, destroy himself. Also, did we not, like, recognize, like, how did the toaster get there? Do you now know that it's alive? Yeah, like, how did the toaster fling itself into the gears? <laughs> because he goes and gets the toaster and repairs mm-hmm. it. And, like, Chris mm-hmm. makes fun of him for fixing it. But it's like, so you knew this was your toaster. It was like, wow, what a coincidence that this toaster went flying into the gears out of nowhere. For no right. Reason. Yeah. So that's interesting. Very interesting. I've and never had that question until right now. Yeah. Yeah. The rules don't seem super consistent on if they can interact mm-hmm. with people or not. Um, but that's the end of the movie. Yeah, then they all live Pretty happily much. ever after. Yeah, they, they, with they the all live happily ever after. They go, they all go to like wherever. Yeah, to college. Is that where they go? Yeah, they go to college. You know, I and feel like they make college often seem way more grown up yeah. in these movies than it is. Yeah, very true. And then there are sequels. Um, the sequels are not very good. No, I don't think I've ever actually seen any of them. I've seen the third one. I've never actually seen the second one. But it is, again, it's confusing because on, like, Disney Plus, you have uh, The Brave Little Toaster Went to Mars, which is, like, easy to find. It took me years to find The Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. Because I wanted to rewatch it when I was older, and I could never find it. 
But the Mars one is always just like readily available. Yeah. And that's my question is like, who owns the rights to the original? Because it's not on Disney Plus. And right. it's just sitting out there on YouTube. And like, if it, if Disney owned it, they would not be letting that shit be there on YouTube. Like, no. So that's really interesting to me. Um, I didn't even realize that there was a brave little toaster to the rescue that saves animals. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I thought that that was the original one on Disney Plus, but it's not. Yeah. No, it's a weird one. Is the brave little toaster not, is it Disney or no? I, I think it, it is if the, if the sequels are right. Like, but they I must not own so. the rights to it somehow or something. I don't know. That's confusing. Yeah, it is. Should we fact check it? We could fact check that. This our, oh, God. Fact check of the day. We'll see how quickly. Oh, okay. Google right here. Brave little toaster. What do I do? Brave little toaster. Uh, owner. <laughs> Let's see. Let's just see the cover. It is. It's just. Right at the top, Disney Plus. That's so confusing, but they well, are okay, very Disney aware of the others. Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird. It's Is a mystery. Disney presents different than the Brave Little Toaster. Listen, if you know what is up with the Brave Little Toaster and how it is not on Disney Plus, but the two sequels are, but you can watch it on YouTube easily, like it's 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 not taken down. Um, but it is, it does say Disney presents. If you know what's up with all that, um, send us an email, windweedweird at gmail.com or send us a voice memo, voice memo, anchor.fm slash windweedweird or wherever you listen, you can follow the link. Um, you got a phone, you're holding it right now. Like go do it. Why not? Have fun. You can also get on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a rating and review, man. Like five motherfucking stars for this. Um, We're this good. Beautiful, beautiful gift that you that you get in your ear holes that we provide to you every week. We're we're funny as fuck. It's very good. Mm-hmm. You cannot mm-hmm. tweet us right now. <laughs> I can't get into our Twitter. <laughs> um, that's not an option. But the Gmail is a great choice, or the voice memo. So you still have options. Um, and of course, leaving the review. These are all ways you can like communicate with us. You know, um, we want to we want to know who's out there. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know. We've been begging. We have we been have. begging. Come on. For approximately six months now. Like it's it is really, time. It's time. What are you What are you doing? It is time. And if you do, I will give you a fun fact right now. Pause. Go do it. Um, okay, now I'm going to hit you with this fun fact. As I was doing my fun ch- fed, <laughs> uh, uh, oh God. fact check, those are the words, um, there's a sentence that says, many Cal Arts graduates, including the original members of Pixar Animation Studios, were involved with this film. My theory is real. This inspired all of Pixar. <laughs> yeah, the future with the Disney. Photo. This was the proto-Pixar. This is it. Oh, my gosh. I know it. I feel it in my soul. This inspired so much for Pixar. I wonder if that's, if, like, Pixar owned the Brave Little Toaster and then Disney bought Pixar? Maybe. I was on, let's see, in production. It said that they bought the rights in like 1982, which was oh wow, that's right before, after the it? the novel came out in ni- the 19. 
1980. And then I think the film came out in like 1986. Is that it? I don't know. There's a lot to read here. It's too much. 87. 87. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, fun fact. John Lovitz, who played the part of radio, got to appear on SNL because of this movie, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. He's very funny. Yeah. That was such a fully realized character. It was really good. Yeah. I would agree with that one. Yeah, the characters are all really good. Like, really complex, really interesting, like, fun, like, just a great mix of characters. Yeah, I think this is such a good movie. It really is. You know? It's an excellent movie. It's super fucking weird. It's like, what? What? And it's insane that it's for children. Like, it's horrifying. Um, Uh Like, I used to be so scared of this movie. Wait, I just read something. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Wait, sorry. Okay, pause for one second as I continue reading this. Um, so I, okay, wait. I'm just going to read this whole paragraph and we can chop what needs to be done. But they deduced totes. Oh God! They deduced toasters would be afraid of things like forks and falling into the bathtub while plugged in, so they included them in this sequence, which I think is uh, referencing the nightmare. Yeah. Um, Oliver described the transition from bathtubs outside the house as proper filmmaking. Similarly, Blanky being a certain shade of yellow bears significance to the plot. In the beginning of their journey, the other characters dismiss him, even Toaster. Then Toaster encounters a flower that is the same color who also wants to snuggle. After explaining it is just a reflection, he walks away, thereby making the flower wilt. The next moment shows Toaster proactively rescuing Blanky. The idea is that the flower informs Toaster that his actions will make Blanky wilt too. Wow! Wow, that's some deep shit. I did not pick that up no, ever. Not at all. That is I was intriguing. What was up with the flower, like it seemed like such a weird scene. Yeah, I never would have been like, "Oh, they're the same color." Obviously, wow. that means so he couldn't Blanky's like explain that to the lamp when the lamp asked him. He was just like, "I don't know." <laughs> they really like beat around the bush on that one. Yeah, for real. Interesting. Wow, there's a lot to learn here on Wikipedia about the Brave Little Toaster. If you want to know more about the Brave Little Toaster, visit wikipedia.org slash wiki slash the brave, the underscore brave, underscore little, underscore toaster. And you can learn a lot because I we're, can't read all this to you. We're full See, also Toy Story. I'm telling you, I know my theories. You were See, right. also Toy Story. True. It has to be, I don't know. They were all, yeah, like, inspired. Yeah. So interesting. Toaster. Kind of sounds like Toy Story. Dun-dun-dun. Toaster. Toy Story. It's a conspiracy. Oh, wow. So many things we learned today. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I think we probably got everything. We did a lot. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a two-parter, honestly. Yeah, we did a lot. (laughs) 
we've been at this for nearly an hour and 15, like just mm-hmm. on the Brave Little Toaster. Um, That's because it's so good. It is good. We have another topic picked out, but we'll save it for next time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, should we wrap her up then? Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Watch the Brave Little Toaster. Hopefully Watch it. Stay Watch up it. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and until next time, I'm Emily. I'm Kai. I've been a little drunk. I've been a little high. And, and you've been listening to that way this time. Wine. Weed. Weird. Weird. Gobble, gobble. Our intro is always way smoother than the outro. <laughs> this is true. Probably because we're way more fucked up by the time yeah, the outro like, happens. What's the yeah. podcast called again? I think it's, uh, what do you call it? Um, I'm out of word knowings. Uh, 